All right, back here on 760 WJR. Um, some of you have already seen, if you've been watching cable news, clips from a hearing today where Congress was looking into the fentanyl situation. And it's one thing to talk about how many pounds of fentanyl have come into this country over the last 10 years or how many deaths even have been as a result of that. But it's another thing to hear a personal case, which was the case of a Rochester Hills mother who testified before Congress. Rebecca Kiesling said this. You have to stop it from its source. Now, if we had Chinese troops lining up along our southern border with weapons aimed at our people, with weapons of mass destruction aimed at our cities, you damn well know you would do something about it. Rebecca Kiesling joins us here on the program on the Mitch Album Show. Rebecca, thanks for taking a couple minutes to talk to us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So you are uh, a Rochester Hills mom. Uh, You had two sons, Caleb, who was 20, and Kyler, who was 18, uh, both of whom were adopted, if I understand correctly, and they died in July of 2020 in an Auburn Auburn Hill hotel room. Tell us about that situation, what you understand about it. Along with 17-year-old Sophia Harris. Mm -hmm. And I have three teen daughters, and life has been hell. Um, They died because they were were taking pills that they believed to be oxycodone? Um, Yeah, they thought they had Percocets, and there was none of it in there. It was just fentanyl. they also had fake Xanax, and that was something called Atizolam, which I learned is only legal in a couple of nations. Um, you know, none of what's out there on the streets are, are real. And, you know, you have parents talk about their kids invited to pill parties, and um, this is what other parents are, are telling me. And, you know, I keep hearing in the news that pills are kids' number one drug of choice today. None of it's real. None of it's safe. What you're getting on the street. It it was last year they said three out of five pills found had a deadly dose of fentanyl. Now it's over 75% of pills found have a deadly dose. So what what led you to, I mean, personal tragedy is is immeasurable and just losing losing sons, I, I, I can't even... I can't even begin to tell you how sorry I am to hear that. But what led you to feel that you needed to go to Congress to address this? Well, I got an invite from the chair of the committee. Um, he had heard about my story. You see, my boy's story was news. It was big news because three people died at once and because two brothers died together. There was another kid in my hometown who died the very same day. It didn't make the news. You never hear about these cases. Ask the local funeral home directors. They'll tell you they have it all the time. Um, My former law partner, her husband is a detective, sheriff deputy up in Orion. He said he's got a stack of them every day. There's all these, you know, but they don't have leads. And it's not sensational enough. So it's not in the news. Yeah. Right? What what, What angers you the most about this situation, though? This is larger than just 
kids overdosing like we, we heard uh, stories about in the 60s or things like that. This is also a political situation about where this stuff is coming from, which almost all comes from China, how it's getting here, which is across our borders, and what people are doing about it, which is relatively nothing. Right. And it's a shame that it's politicized. I mean, honestly, you know, there were there were a lot of congressmen and congresswomen um, saying that there's a lot of fear mongering going on here today. Like, really? There's 100,000 dying every year. Like, okay, we should be afraid. Every parent should be afraid for their kids. Um, you know, <laughs> what do you have to go through? I mean, to suffer the loss I did, I, I didn't know my kids were dabbling in anything that could kill them. They thought that they were safe taking pills. We found Caleb's writings after he passed away and Kyler's. And they both thought, because they never tried, you know, crack, heroin, meth, that, that they're safe because they didn't want to die. They talked about it in their writings. He wanted to share his testimony and tell people why never to try drugs. And, um, you know, what chance do they have when all of these drugs that, that normally don't kill people, like you don't die from Xanax, like, and right, I, although I we, that, we want to be clear that we're not advocating or, or condoning the popping pills either. That's not good behavior. And, uh, right. you know, we don't, we don't right. want, you know, and I'm sure you agree that it would have been better. I, I if was they, trying to get them help and yeah. they went to a, a program that was funded by the state and with federal government and it was a flop house. It wasn't real medical rehab. Our federal dollars were wasted on something that wasn't even actual medical rehab. I didn't know the difference until after they passed away. And I started to hear about all the places you can go to just so your listeners can know. Um, they can contact Families Against Narcotics. It's out of Macomb County, and they can help you find help for your children. I wish I had known what I didn't know. I have so many regrets. But I, I thought I was doing all I could to get them help. You know, but I, I didn't even know what fentanyl was. I didn't know what Narcan was. Now Narcan doesn't even work against this new stuff that's being mixed with fentanyl. Because they don't, they don't want to create addicts. They're trying to kill off our people. You made this comment at the hearing today. You see, you talk about welcoming those crossing our border, seeking protection. You're welcoming drug dealers across our border. You're giving them protection. You're not protecting our children. This is a war. Act like it. Do something. What was the reaction on, at that particular moment in the room? Did you see anybody agreeing with you? Yeah, I mean, of course, um, there were, and, and, you know, there were, uh, honestly, a lot of Democrats who were very conciliatory, like, you know, telling me, expressing their condolences, um, you know, and saying that they would work to, you know, go shoulder to shoulder with me on, on certain programs. Like, I told them how, <clears throat> when I went to the schools, like, there was nothing offered. <clears throat> when my kids got in trouble, like, the police didn't warn me, like, just so you know, those pills that they had, um, you know, are deadly. Like, do you know about fentanyl? Do you have Narcan in your home? Like, there was nothing. My friends, um, as I said, her husband's a sheriff's deputy. He tells me that for identity theft, there's a whole packet from the Oakland County Sheriff's Department that's been put together. There's information on their website. Everything you need to know. There's nothing on fentanyl. There's nothing for drug abuse. Nothing to tell parents for resources. Like, none of that's out there. You know, nobody told me, nobody, even, even when I'm 
seeking help. Nobody was telling me, hey, do you have Narcan in your home? Do you know about, you know, this didn't even happen at home, but like I knew nothing and there, there needs to be a lot more resources. So, so some of them from, you know, the Democratic side of the aisle were saying, okay, I'll work shoulder, shoulder to shoulder with you to get that kind of stuff, you know, out there. But, but, not, but the they, border, did, they didn't wor- wor- want to work shoulder to shoulder with you to protect the border or to keep these people from coming right. over, bringing this stuff right. in. And, right. and, and this that's what's maddening be, to a lot of people. Yeah, This should not be partisan. No, I, I, I can think of a few things less partisan than people crossing into this country illegally, bringing in drugs that will kill the people who are here legally. I don't I, you got to be some kind of uh, anarchist to somehow think, no, I don't agree with that. You know, there, there, there's something positive to be said about the drug dealers who bring their stuff over in fentanyl. They, they, we have to hear their story, too. I, I, I heard at one point you made a reference to uh, someone said, well, the demand is the problem. There's too much demand. Yeah, the guy from the Cato Institute said that this is a, a demand issue. And um, and he talked about also fentanyl strips to try to detect it. Do you know how many young kids, you know that this is the number one cause of death now in children seven and under? It's the number one cause of death um, of adults 18 to 45. You know, but the, but the kids who are getting it, do you really think, oh, what, the drug dealer is going to supply them fentanyl strips? <laughs> you know, are you crazy? Like, really? And and to say that the problem is demand, it, it, to me, it's like saying they asked for it. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. a subtle way of, you know, well, if there weren't so many kids out there wanting to use drugs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we wouldn't have this problem. Well, yeah, the, the, the problem of so many kids out there wanting to use drugs is a problem, and it's it legitimate. We have to address that. Mm-hmm. Why do they want to use drugs? What is it about what we're the world we're creating for our kids that that makes them want to seek an outlet like that but but there being things that are disguised i mean they're these pills look like candy sure. uh many yeah. of them they're they're purple and they're yellow and they're red and you, you and you think oh yeah. well you know it's just some you know uh, like back in the 60s uppers downers mm-hmm. you know colorful pills greenies reds yeah. uh now these things one of them can kill you yeah and you know uh, I'm, I'm 53. I went to Southfield Lathrop High School and I had friends who were dabbling in drugs back then. My, my brother dabbled in drugs, you know, but they're all alive. So the world is so different now. The year Caleb was born in 2000, there were 20,000 drug related deaths. The year they died, 2020, there were over a hundred thousand drug related wow. deaths. Wow. God. Well, I'm sorry that uh, the, the reason that you were at Congress was such a steep, steep price to pay. Uh, but I salute you for speaking up and being impassioned about it. And I think people saw on display today um, a real face to what this crisis is. And hopefully they won't forget it anytime soon. And it won't just be one of those meaningless show hearings that uh, nothing gets done about afterwards. And um, we're, we'll be happy to stay in touch with you as uh, it sounds like you're going to be an advocate for this. And please feel free to uh. keep us up on, on the efforts here in our backyard here in Michigan. This is really hard. When I when they die, people are like, this is going to be your cause. I'm like, I don't want to remember them for how they died. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't want to have a purple chair in my house. All these parents create these purple chairs and they put in their kitchen or outside. I'm like, I don't want to have a constant reminder of how they died. I already have that reminder. Every day I live with that. I feel like Congress needs the purple chair. The White House needs the purple chair. They're the ones who need the constant reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Rebecca Kiesling, thank you for spending time with us here, and thank you for sharing your message. Thank you. It's 760 WJR.